Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Her Fancy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fancy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can take part in our fun diced game that we have on FanDuel every week. We'll send you an email Ooh. at 9 a.m. Eastern time with the rules, our four basket ingredients, so you know how to play and set your lineup. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash Her Fancy Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I am Brandon Marianne Lee. And it's week nine, everybody. If your player wasn't eliminated by injury last week, which a lot of them were, um, they are definitely eliminated this week by buys. Six teams on buys. Get them out of your lineups. This is tough, guys. Arizona Cardinals, Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Seattle Seahawks. So bad. Although probably there were more players who are actually like viable fantasy options in week in week eight. Looking at that. Yeah. That's true. I'd agree with that. With yeah. only four teams, but it doesn't matter. With eight teams, your wide receiver three is gone. Maybe you're running back as well. You know, there's a tight end here. Some decent ones. What? Carson Palmer, ends. Chris Johnson, Steve Smith Sr., although out with injury, and I am heartbroken. Oh, that was the Do you think he's going to retire? I don't think he's going to retire. I don't think he's going to go out with him. And that he may not retire, which yeah. I mean, good, good. I bet he's not. I bet he he's coming back. Not he's retire. coming back. Steve Smith Sr. It's part of why I like to play fantasy football. It really is. It's seriously. He can't he can't go out like that. He can't. No. It's not right. The world would not be right if that's how it ended. I, can, I agree. I concur too. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I will also say that Ryan Mallett isn't wanted by any NFL team. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like some of my teams need a quarterback, and they're all like, "Ryan Mallett's not a good fit." And I'm like, "Translation: He's on the blacklist." Oh yeah. Also, no one wants Joseph Randall, which we'll talk about later in the show. But you're like, oh, I mean, don't people need running backs and quarterbacks? Guess not. That's how bad these two have fallen. Yeah. Sad. But they'll, t- but they'll take Greg Hardy. But not well, Joseph of course. Randall. Well, I just can't even go there. Yeah, Ray Rice it's, is still not still not picked up. So probably for There's their leadership. There's a small victory. Skills. Small victory. Well, he actually feels sorry about what he did and actually put in you know community service. This is who, true. Who does? This is true. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Yes. And you know I'm not an advocate, but I'm just saying, like, if there's anyone that should be reinstated, it's actually that guy, and he won't be, because he's the scapegoat for them. Well, you know what? I'm happy we got brought on uh, to men who like to hit women, because we're going to Thursday night game, Cleveland Browns, 2-6, and six, at Cincinnati Bengals, 7-0, and, oh, and I'm pretty sure Manziel is in this game, is he not? Mm. 
It's Johnny football time. Johnny football Johnny time. Johnny football time. So, uh, yeah, there was there were investigations into whether or not he had a domestic incident with his girlfriend in a car with alcohol. I'm very confused by it, and somehow it's gotten swept under the rug. Doesn't matter. He stinks at football, so he's not on your team anyway. Although he's always he's always good for like one big play of the game, and that usually is the Travis Benjamin. That's right. Right, and then he'll get you negative points with turnovers. Aww. I know, I'm such a Debbie Downer. You are a Debbie okay. Downer. Hey, we got six teams on by, people. Uh, you're not playing Johnny football. No, right. <laughs> Again, I'm repeating that. Uh, this means that Josh McCown is very, very hurt because Mike Pettin would have rather jammed a thick needle into the top of his private parts than to start Menzel by choice. So He still wasn't he low hurt. enough to pick up Mallet. He still didn't start <laughs> Ryan I'm telling you, you guys, Mike Pettin hates Johnny football. Uh, that's true. This is clear. <laughs> he wouldn't do anything other than start Johnny Menzel if it was his choice. It's unbelievable. Other than sign um, Ryan Mallett. Other than sign Other Ryan Mallett. Other than sign Ryan Mallett. Missing that plane really just kind of you know, put the period on that. McCown has injured ribs, but more importantly, he injured his throwing shoulder, which is really what is bad. Uh, Menzel has three touchdowns to three interceptions and two fumbles. That's five total turnovers on his career, so you can take that to the bank. Um, he did air it out to Travis Benjamin, so I don't hate Travis Benjamin this week if you need to stream a wide receiver, especially with six teams on by, although Cincinnati gives up the 10th fewest points to opposing wide receivers, so it's kind of a yin and yang on that move. But Brian Hartline is out with a concussion. So is Andrew Hawkins. Taylor Gabriel is the number two guy. You're not playing him. Duke <laughs> Johnson has been pretty solid. His uh, problem is coaching. Uh, and now that Menzel is never actually, he has never actually thrown a ball to Duke Johnson. So I don't love that. Value is dropped. You can. You probably can't, but um, it is what it is. Supposedly Cincinnati gives up the 15th most points to opposing running backs. So it's not a terrible matchup, um, but this is about Johnny Menzel more than anything else. You're allowed to start Gary Barnage always. Can't all be Gary Barnage. Nope. That's right. I wish we could. They still target him 6 to 11 times per game with or without Johnny Menzel, so go for it. Last week was the Barnage show. This week's going to be the Mallet show. Mallet show. Yeah. Bengals. At least he's not Ryan Mallett. At least he's not Ryan That's <laughs> 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 oh, so true. So I, Mallet. Yeah, Mallet. I like this matchup a lot for the Bengals because here's the deal. The Browns give up sure. the most in almost every <laughs> single category, right? Tenth most to quarterbacks, second most to running backs, 15th most to wide receivers, 14th most to tight ends, 14th most to kickers, and third most to defenses. So Andy Dalton and them should have fun this week. Now here's the deal. What did I tell you about the Bengals reflecting and going to give the rock to Hill after the bye week? Mm, I was right, right, and it was useless. He went 60 yards off 15 attempts. Not okay. They completely ditched Giovanni Bernard, which we were nervous about, who only had one carry for 12 yards and two catches for 22, but he almost scored a touchdown at least, and he actually still yeah. looked good, and they still continued to roll with Jeremy Hill majority of the game, and that is incredibly frustrating. Um, I think they're going to continue this week as well. Because the possibility is a good matchup for running backs, I think they're going to try to use this as they get the second most running backs as a bounce-back week for Jeremy Hill since last week was not exactly what they were hoping for. But they're, they're gun ho on trying to get, you know, on rolling with Jeremy Hill. So 
this is the week for Jeremy Hill to get it together. And if he can't, then I hope they wise up and go back to Giovanni Bernard. Sad situation. Um, not surprising, A.J. Green, he carried the offense last week. He had 11 catches, 118 yards, and a little cherry on top with a t- game-winning touchdown. A.J. Green owners are very happy. I think he'll be happy again this week. Um, and then Andy Dalton. So this one is interesting. If you look history-wise at Andy Dalton, so he had six touchdowns and ten interceptions in the last five rendezvous that he's had against the Cleveland Browns. So historically, not great. Um, and the Bengals have lost the last three out of the five outings to Cleveland. But if we also look at the history of this year, he's killing it. Andy Dalton has done so well, and I will choose to believe the latter of history. I'm going to, despite this being a primetime game, which Andy Dalton historically has not Heinous. shined in primetime games. Like, yeah. like bad. We're talking like really bad. Three-point game bad. Um, I think he's a changed man. So normally I would always tell you to bench Andy Dolan in a primetime game because historically he is so poor in them. But you know what? I'm going to go with it. He's got 15 touchdowns and only four interceptions this year. He's 66 completion rating. I think he's, I think he's, this is going to be the primetime game. This is going to change it. Do you remember when we saw this game last year at the Greenwich? They got destroyed. Destro- I think Andy Dalton running every running back and Cleveland that we didn't even know were on the team. I think Crazy. Andy Dalton had like one point, literally one point that game. I think so too. It was really bad. It was really bad. It's okay. But you know what? It's a different he's, year. He's, he's a changed like man. Yeah, he's, he's a changed man. man. I like he's it. He's a changed man. I think there's a lifetime movie about that. Could be. Sunday morning games, guys. Oh, the Green Bay Packers six and one. It's Carolina Panthers seven zero. Can I just say I'm so glad that there's a, there's not a London game this week that I have to get up oh, at like 7 a.m. So for. happy. I so know. happy. Go to brunch. <laughs> That's right. So the Green Bay Packers. Well, they did not play well against Denver. No. Yeah. We'll start there. Carolina has given up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Also, Rodgers has only thrown one time. For over 300 yards all season. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That was on September 28th versus the Kansas City Chiefs, who, as you know, give up a ton of points to quarterbacks. That was also the last time Randall Cobb had a double-digit outing for Mm. fantasy. September 28th, the date that will live in infamy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) In week two and week three, he had double digits. Since then, no go. Um, I thought this offense would be much better. I, I did. Um, but obviously they need Jordy Nelson. It's become pretty clear the longer we've gone into the season. Eddie Lacy, only two touchdowns on the season. Week one and week eight, oddly enough, versus the Broncos. That was their touchdown. So that was good. Um, I do think that they're going back to Eddie Lacy, though, so that's the good news. So better days are ahead. This is, their bye is behind them. Next week they play Detroit, then Minnesota. Then they're home versus Chicago, and then they're at Detroit. This is good. Yeah, Minnesota's yeah. the only tough matchup in there. Um, things will get better, but I don't think this is the bounce-back week at Carolina. No. They're just not as good on the road. Josh Norman's a real deal. I don't like anything about this. Um, and Carolina has this fire under them. You know, it's yeah, like so it's fun. like Steve Smith is still on the team kind of fire, you know. It is like this fire that just is igniting, and it's so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And I can't imagine playing against them, especially after 
what the coach said, the Green Bay Packers coach said about the Denver game. He's like, I haven't gotten my ASS kicked like that coaching, and I don't even know how long. You know? And that's the truth. The last year, Denver last week, game was shocking. Just got their butts kicked. And yeah. um, and this week, you know, the Panthers are real. So, Well, and I think the, the Broncos really called out the Packers, too, in terms of the secondary, I think it was Chris Harris who talked about the second phase coverage. So, like, you can't just do the bump and run coverage immediately. There's, there's then a second round of coverage, and that's how they're able to get hold Aaron Rodgers to, I think it's like 77 yards or something. Well, right and they also, they also got pressure to Aaron Rodgers, which nobody else is able to do because Aaron Rodgers throws that ball out of his hands so, so freaking quick, fast. So quick, yeah. I mean, they only got, like, I want to say one or two sacks, but the n- number of times that they actually hit him, times that he's actually went down to yeah, hit the ground, nice. was so much more than he's ever seen before. And Carolina's a good enough defense that it's like, bam, saw what Denver did. That's all we have to do? Okay, game on. You know? And so Josh Norman's the best second you know, corner in the league, in oh, my yeah. opinion, right now. Yeah. yeah. But Chris Harris yeah. Jr. and Aqib Tlaib are no slugs. There's no. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing. This, these are two back-to-back tough games. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you're probably playing him, right? You're not going to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to put Blake Bortles in this week. But at the same time, there's a possibility Blake Bortles or someone like that's going to have a better game. I would probably yeah. put Blake um, Bortles in this week over Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I wouldn't daily. How many, I, how I many points did Aaron Rodgers get right? last week? Do we know? It wasn't anything, right? Uh, six points, I think. Yeah. It depends on your league, of course. Obviously, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it was... It was not even close. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he had different scores for different leagues, but it was not um, – he didn't even hit double digits. Uh, I think he'll probably hit double digits this week. <laughs> but listen, I mean, the Denver Broncos have been holding um, quarterbacks to 10 points or less every week. Yeah. So it wasn't shocking, and I'm yeah. just saying it's not shocking this week. That's all I'm saying. I think he'll do a little better this week. I think that they learned a lot. I think it was shocking for them. You could tell Aaron Rodgers. He did. He just like bewildered. Like, I don't know. His mind was blown. Yeah. But most defenses aren't like Carolina and and Denver. That's what I'm saying. Good days are ahead. Don't freak out completely. But unfortunately, there are two back to back really tough matchups. Carolina? For everybody. I don't like anyone on the team. All right. Panthers, that's you too. Oh, gosh, yeah, sorry. I was like, why doesn't someone talk about the next team? <laughs> okay, this one's easy. Cam Newton's a baller. Yep. What? I'm sorry. I adore him. Uh, he's had a couple big games, but really it's about his floor. He's had 12 or more points in every single outing. He runs the ball. He does everything. And if Ted Ginn Jr. could just catch the freaking ball oh. ever. But that it. was such a bad game in terms of the weather. Like everybody, I Greg know. Olson was dropping balls that were – Right in his hand. Right. It was tough. They still won. Um, did you guys see the post show with Greg Olson interviewing with Greg yes. in the? He is huge. He, 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 he looked like he was two feet taller than all these professional athletes. <laughs> yeah, he did look massive next to them. Even like even next to Ray Lewis, he looked monstrous. Yeah, it was a great interview. He looked like he could have eaten them. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great interview. But yeah. anyway, he's a huge man. Greg Olson has a great matchup. Um... The Green Bay Packers give up the 10th most points to opposing tight ends. He doesn't even need a good matchup. He's a great guy. Um, Green Bay, though, is a tough defense. They give up the eighth fewest, fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. 
Uh, the ninth fewest to wide receivers, again, Ted Ginn Jr. Oh, my gosh. He only caught two of his ten targets. I know the weather was bad, but he's been doing that all year. He's got a, t- he's got a drop problem. But, um, <laughs> listen, if you need a wide receiver one, I guess he is there. And then Corey Brown, he's only getting, like, a couple catches a game, but he did score a touchdown last week. Ish, I can't. But J- Jonathan Stewart will be fine to play if you need him, play him. You know, it's not a great – you know, matchup, but he's had double digit scores ever since their bye week. I think they're really kind of, you know, leaning on him now. So that's good. Love it. Washington Redskins three and four at the New England Patriots seven and oh. So there are really only two people that you can play from this team right now, and that is Pierre Garcon and Jamison Crowder. Now, with mm-hmm. with that said, Deshaun Jackson's hamstring did participate in practice on Monday. And Jackson said everything looks good and that he should be able to play this week. Jackson has not played since week one. And a hamstring injury can be, and might I add, has been especially devastating to a player like Deshaun Jackson, right? Because he's a guy that just spends, you know, depends on his speed and he's a deep ball threat kind of guy. So if, if that hamstring is tight and it's not fully healed and he can't be explosive, he's a completely different player. He is a different guy than the, than the guy you drafted. With that said, you probably are going to still play him if he does play, especially because you've got some people out on buys as well because there's a lot of teams on buys this week. So he's someone else you can consider. Uh, Crowder, he played 82% of the snaps in week seven. They were on buy last week. Um, and so he's he's becoming a main guy. I don't see him going away anywhere. When Deshaun comes back, obviously he's going to lose some of those targets, but he's still going to be a guy that, that you're going to be able to play. Um, and in case you feel like putting a little salt in an open wound, go ahead and play Alfred Morris or Matt Jones this week um, <laughs> who continue to split carries and your soul. So it burns and not in a good way. Morris is considered the lead back, but he's averaging a career low 3.32 yards per carry. And uh, Chris Thompson, it was a full participant in practice. He was out with a back injury. Uh, so in case you want to put a little second round of salt in that cut, feel free to give him a shot too. That's my way awesome. of saying you are crazy if you play one of the running backs. And a suggestion for you, also, with this tough bye week, people might have had to drop Deshaun Jackson because they have to pick up people that are actually viable this week. Right. So if you're not having woes and you have a spot on your bench, you can go pick up Deshaun Jackson and wait another week or two until he gets adjusted into the offense and insert him into your lineup. Just saying. Deshaun Jackson, yeah, when healthy, is a quarterback-proof player. Yeah, doesn't yeah, matter so, who's throwing him the ball, he will score you points. The question is, is he healthy enough to be Deshaun Jackson? Right now, maybe not, but maybe, maybe if not. you can wait two more weeks to put him in your lineup, it's it's worth a spot on your bench if he's dropped this week because of buys. Yeah, saying. right. He is a player that had to get dropped for people because they had to fill in, and he's still yeah. he's out all season. So it's kind of like, yep. can they continue to hold on to this guy? Yep. Patriots. Oh, man, you guys. Uh... Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston both scored over 20 fantasy points against Washington. Tom Brady will be fine. Mike Evans scored 22.4 points against Washington. Julie Nettleton will be fine. Um, in fact, they give up the seventh most points to opposing wide receivers. So Brandon LaFell, who for some reason can't catch the ball anymore, very weird. He only caught two of eight 
in his first matchup, and then um, four of seven in his second, 50 yards or less. But you know the Patriots, they're trolling us. Yeah. They're always trolling us. So it could be Brandon LaFell this week. Or Amendola, who had two back-to-back double-digit games and then caught one, his only target he caught last week, and it was for 11 yards. So trolling, again. Um, supposedly this is a tough matchup for Gronk. Ha-ha. Seven Bunnies. touchdowns on the season. And supposedly Washington gives up the 12th fewest points to running backs. So I guess, you know, (laughs) I would say I don't care about that. Because you know what? Uh, Devontae Freeman and Chris Ivory both scored over 25 fantasy points. And um, Doug Martin scored over 17. So I think Deion Lewis, this is going to be a bounce back for him. He's still recovering from that abdomen, but he is looking healthier. Oh, and definitely start New England's defense. Because you know what? Kirk always turns back into Kirk. I think this could be the game. New England Kirk. Kirk. Tennessee Titans, one and six. The New Orleans Saints, four and four. All right, you guys. Here's the deal. This Uh-oh. is a fabulous matchup. We are in bye week hell. This might be the team we're going to reach for. And I say that cautiously. Ooh. Only Ooh. you know how desperate you are. Like Only you know how deep you need to go. Okay. So the Tennessee Titans face the New Orleans Saints, and they almost give up the most fantasy points to every single position. So, it's crazy. (laughs) Marcus Mariota is back to practice and is on track of starting this week. The Saints give up the absolute most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He's only owned in 34% of your leagues, you guys. These are all options. If you're in deep links, they're still available. Go get them. Play them. You have Carson Palmer. Bummer. Bye. Insert Marcus Mariota. Only you know how desperate you are. Only you know how desperate you are. Antonio Andrews. He is the new workhorse, as the coach said this week, of the Tennessee Titans. He hasn't put up huge points yet this year, but this could be the week. Even if he doesn't put up huge points, he should be able to get you at least eight fantasy points. The Saints give up the 10th most fantasy points to running backs. He's only owned in 35% of leagues. So, again, if eight points is enough for your running back to your flex position for this tough week, Andrews, that's his name. As for wide receivers, Kendall Wright is out is most likely out this week. Um, there are a few options to roll with if you're in really desperate need of wide receivers. Harry Douglas is listed as um, – is, is probable, I believe. So um, he's only owned in 1% of links, you guys, and he's leading in the targets um, as of right now in this kind of mix of weird wide receivers lands. Darrell Green Beckham is owned in the most amount of links, which is 12%, uh, but the coach says he's going to have a bigger role in this offense this week against, again, the New Orleans Saints that are awful. And there is Justin Hunter, who's nobody owns, so feel right. free. How only you know how desperate you are. This is the matchup. There are people that are owned in other teams that they're going up against tough people. This, on the other hand, is not that way. The Saints give up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So, (laughs) they have given up six to 15 points to wide receivers that nobody owns. Just saying. Wow. Only you know how desperate you are. And of course, you're going to start Delaney Walker for sure. Um, I just I must start every week. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to just yeah. Of course, that's for sure. That's no questions. You can't pick him up. He's owned. Sorry. Um, I would say don't start their defense against Drew Brees. 
um, who had a freak show out of last week. I'm sure Ashley will talk about it now. Now, um, are you nervous? Ken yes, Wisenhunt. Ken Wisenhunt got fired. Are we nervous about that at all? No. I agree. I agree. I was say, I'm also what nervous. happened with the Dolphins? That's true. I don't know if that's going to happen. Sometimes you just oh, need well, Campbell I didn't think it was going to happen with the Dolphins either. When, when the coach got fired, I thought, well, they're going to need to do a lot more than that to get this team turned around. And sure enough, everybody got double digits. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Tennessee, but when you have six teams on by and all the injuries that happened last week, this could be it. This could be your moment. Well, I could tell you one thing, though. Um, their owner is a, a woman right now. Um, and and uh, so she actually lives in Texas. So they um, were at the game. Her name is Amy Adams Strunk. She's the late Bud Adams' daughter. And uh, she, I guess, it came directly from her. She was like, we're done. And this guy is not right for Marcus Mariota. She made like a distinct choice that this is Marcus Mariota's team and, and that this is going the wrong direction. He's only won three games the whole time he's been there. Well, and they, well, Marcus Mariota was, you know, has been hurt. So well, it wasn't necessarily yeah. his fault. But, yeah, but, right. I, but and the, the intern coach is coming out and saying, Darrell Greenbackham's going to get more time. Antonio Andrews is going to get is going to be the workhorse for Tennessee, and when the Miami coach came out and said all this stuff about Miami, sure enough, it happened, and they won, and right, they played amazingly. And sometimes it's not the coach that they're not playing for, but it's that like, man, jobs can be lost, kind of thing. That spark, yeah. That spark no, of like, uh, my job's not secure either. That makes in. God, and everybody on, on Tennessee other than Walker and Mariota can be replaced, right? I'll say, yeah, so, Mariota's like the first, like, franchise player they've had in a yeah, while. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just saying this might be, like, the weird fantasy deluxe. It might deluxe. be awful, but if you need, if you need to take a, a potential rest somebody, deluxe. I would go to Tennessee. All right. Yeah. I own Antonio Andrews. I want you to be right. Yeah. <laughs> She's she's banking on it. Workhorse. I want, I want everything that you said to happen. <coughs> we could see 22 touches this week. You never know. That'd be good. Ah, he said he's, he's a workhorse. Look at Lamar Miller. I'm saying Lamar Miller was like, didn't exist until, the, until they got their interim yeah. coach. And then all of a sudden he got, you know, double digits and became relevant and saw all these touches and got, you know, the ball thrown to him. So it's possible. Their defense is good. Their defense is it good, is but the good. Saints are good. They're at home. I'm not. No, I agree. Agree. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, favorite. out of the the team isn't a lost cause, is what I'm saying. Right. Their defense is actually right. better than. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I like yeah. that. But I agree. I wouldn't play him against Breeze after last week. No. 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 Um, no. Because that was a heck of a game from Drew Breeze. Talk about. <laughs> A fantasy orgy last week between him and Eli Manning. Oh my goodness! Oh my God. The amount of I think people like half of people's fantasy teams points came from that game. Oh yeah, I, I literally would not be surprised if half the points on your team came from that game. I had a guy in my oh. league who scored a total of seventy six points, and he had Drew Brees. Yeah, <gasps> I, I played against Brandon, and think Amazing. he had like he had like fifty two points against me, Drew Brees on Brandon's team. Yeah crazy yeah yeah i had no business winning that you had no business but you did win because you had drew Brees, <laughs> and it was i a- thought i was gonna die i get the results that i won and i was like what 
I forgot I had Drew Brees. Amazing. I know. I was I was reading it off and complaining. I was like, I was like, Tim, she's, this player's got three points, one point, three points, four points, and I'm losing all because of Drew Brees. I started Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick. Yeah. I literally have no running back. Yeah, and I still lost. Thank you, Drew Brees. Thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you passed for career high, 511 yards, and seven, count them up, seven touchdowns against the amazing. Giants. Uh, the seven touchdown tosses in a game tied the all-time single-game NFL record. So congrats, okay. Breezy. Congrats on that. So I've, <laughs> I'm watching TV, and uh, my fiancé, Tim's like, you feel like a really bad person now, don't you? Because Kyrie Robinson went down suffered a pretty serious leg injury and I didn't think it was serious at first and I was just like yes now Mark Ingram can score some touchdowns and then I realized it was actually really bad he has a broken leg and he had surgery and he's gonna miss the remainder of the season he was down so get him out of your lineups he was one of those guys that you could plug in in a flex role that had really high um, potential because he is the guy that was vulturing some touchdowns so make sure you get him out because he's out for the remainder of the season. So what does that mean? This could potentially mean C.J. Spiller could receive a bigger role um, in the offense. Here's hoping that they do not do that um, because Spiller rushed four times for just 21 yards last week and uh, had a touchdown because that's what they do. They just give it to him. Whereas Mark Ingram ran 16 times for 80 yards and added another four receptions for 39. Um, so let's give it to Ingram not Spiller. Please, please, and thank you. But, guys, it is time to talk serious about ben- Benjamin Watson now. He had a team high, yeah. nine catches with 147 yards and a touchdown against the Giants, and he was targeted 10 times. That's a lot of targets for a tight end. And he's maybe he's kind of a guy that Bruce is comfortable with. So he, this I see this continuing. This is now two massive games out of the last three, and I think we're going to see this continue through on. So Benjamin Watson is something that you should consider. Marquise Colston had eight receptions, 114 yards and a touchdown. Again, I will say buyer beware when it comes to any New Orleans wide receiver in terms of it does tend to flip back and forth to who it's going to be. But, you know, Willie Sneed, he had a good game too for 76 yards. And Brandon Cooks finally put up a decent game with 88 Oof. yards. Granted, After my uh, Halloween costume. Right. Now, Grant, when you've got 511 yards to go around and seven touchdowns, if <coughs> If they hadn't done well, then we've got a real problem on our hands, yeah. like a real problem. But I, but here's the thing. All of them could be spotty, especially Cooks. He could be spotty the rest of the season. So I would really wait. Keep him on, keep him on your team, but I would wait on starting him because you've got a high potential that he's going to goose egg or get you like three points this week because that is they're saints. This is, what, this is what happens. This is what they do. So wait for me, in my opinion, wait until you see some consistent production out of him before you're willing to put him in your lineup. I am. Um... Miami Dolphins three and four at the Buffalo Bills three and four. All right, Dolphins. Last week was tough for the most of the Dolphins. Ouchie, wow. ouchie. After especially after coming off a good game, um, but Tannehill threw the ball forty four times for three hundred yards, zero touchdowns and two interceptions. But the forty four times is good. That's yep. good. I'm happy he's throwing the ball a lot. He's getting the yards. That's good. We're seeing a little bit of progress. Um, it was kind of tough to watch. That's the truth story. Uh, Horrendous. Yeah. Uh, This should be better week for him. I wouldn't expect him to, like, win your matchup, but he's not going to lose it either, I don't don't believe. Uh, Last time he played um, Buffalo in week three, Tannehill had over 15 fantasy points. So 
that's where we might be laying this week. If that's good enough for you, then go ahead and play them. If it's, it's not, not good enough for you, then don't play them. Just saying. Just saying. Um, luckily, there is only uh, two fantasy quarterbacks on five, so you shouldn't have to play them if, unless you're <coughs> Palmer or um, who's the other one? Stafford. Stafford. That's it. Um, you can start. Jar- Joe Flacco's had four twenty plus point games. It's true. Like, he no one's but playing not, him. Not, not but anymore. With Steve Smith gone. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, you can start Jarvis Landry <laughs> as your wide receiver two, <laughs> wide receiver three, and Richard Matthews can also be in your lineup. Last time he played against the Bills, um, Matthews had twenty three fantasy points. Yes, please. Um, so this this offense is starting to gel. They are starting to work. Um, Lamar Miller came back to earth last week, and although he isn't, this isn't the best matchup, I still think he's the perfect running back, too, for you. Um, and there are, are 18 tight ends that have more fantasy points than Jordan Cameron that are not on by this week. So Thank you for pointing that out. So look elsewhere. Okay? We're, you might be desperate enough to play Tennessee players, but you're not desperate enough to play Jordan Cameron. Okay? Thank you. So the Dolphins are pretty average defense in every category. Other than they give the 12th most points to quarterbacks, which is still kind of average, and the ninth most points to running backs. So there's been some different reports going on. So there was one report that Tyrod Taylor was still wearing a brace on his knee during practice Monday, but then on Wednesday we hear that Tyrod Taylor's knee is as healthy as he's been all season and has no added risk for re-injuring it if he were to play this week in week nine. So that's kind of interesting that all of a sudden he's in a brace, then all of a sudden he's never been better. But maybe he's doing it for the Fine, wear a brace. So maybe. So, yeah, so I don't care. You know, maybe yep. it makes him feel good. Maybe. It, that, <laughs> also, that's true. so what? You hurt your knee. Wear a brace. It makes you feel better? <laughs> Go for it's it. It's all in his head. I just, it, I just don't know if you've never been healthier, but we'll see. Rex Ryan expects Taylor to start this week after he's missed two games. Um, with that left knee sprain. The good news was just a sprain, but he's a full participant in practice Wednesday. So green light go on Tyrod Taylor. Again, the other 12th most points, so he should have a decent week against the Dolphins. Sammy Watkins uh, was working on the side on Monday, um, and head coach, Sexy Rexy, a favorite, uh, is basically expects Watkins to be limited in practice. Um, up till basically game day, but watch for him because when he is in, it's a different ballpark. That is a very different offense when Sammy Watkins is playing. Whether he actually gets targeted or not, it's a better situation for Tyrod Taylor. It's a better situation for LaShawn McCoy. It's a better situation for everybody when Sammy Watkins is on the field. Um, so we're hoping for Sammy to play. Carlos Lowe's concussion was a full participant in practice Wednesday as well. Um, so again, all good things pointing to Buffalo Bills starting to kind of rehab that surgence of offense. I like, I like them all. I like the running backs this weekend. I like Tyrod Taylor. You're not playing any of the wide receivers. Percy Harvin still isn't playing. Um, so that's that's the Bills. Also, I think LaShawn McCoy is one of the top ten running backs going forward. Easy. I would, I would agree. And I don't hate Carlos Williams either. I do think Carlos Williams is going to get some play as well now that he's back. Uh, so I think you've got flex potential there. This could be a fantasy origin. Could be. It could also be a very low-scoring game. Yeah, these teams are so hit and miss. So yeah. hit and miss. There is no Oof. consistency here. 
Yeah. Uh, it'll be very Just Jarvis Landry. Yeah, just Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Landry! Uh, I love you. I love you. Call me. All right. St. Louis Rams 4-3 and three at the Minnesota Vikings 5-2. and two. I love this team because I only have to talk about one person. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's so short. Two people. Short and sweet. I talk about two people. My favorite guy. Yes. So Todd Gurley, you're still playing him. He's like the best in the league right now. Love me some Todd Gurley. 20 carries for 133 yards and a touchdown, plus three catches for 13 yards. Um, granted, it was nice. against the 49ers, but you know what? He's done this week in and week out since he's been playing. So, yeah, you're doing it. Todd Gurley has had 125-plus yard, four-game streak going at the moment. That right there is a must-play, if I've ever heard it. Must the definition play. Now, granted, the Vikings get the fifth-fewest points to running backs, but I still think Todd Gurley's going to tear it up. I think he's fine. Play him. Play him with ease. Now, Tavon Austin is the only player. Gronk's in a tough matchup, too. Yeah. Some people, doesn't the matchups aren't as concerning for you. I feel like Todd Gurley is one of these guys. Despite being a rookie, I do. I think he's one of those guys. Yeah. Tavon Austin, I'm not as sure about. Now, they give up the vice of the eighth fewest points to wide receivers. But he seems to just kind of be sneaky. He had four catches for 98 yards and a touchdown. Three carries for 21 yards and a touchdown. He's using reverse packages a lot. He's using the special teams. So he's got a lot of kind of extra um, oomph, extra opportunities for points for you. So that's what makes Tavon Austin an interesting play here. Um, and he now has a career-high seven touchdowns for the year. So this has been his best year yet. And, and there's this is kind of a fun little package that got going between Tavon Austin and Gurley. They're able to play off it. So, um, you know, it's I think he's worth a flex look. I don't love him in a wide receiver role, but I think he's got a high ceiling. It's week, it's week nine. We got six teams on by. That mother is your wide receiver two this week, my friends. Ooh. <laughs> Sign him up. I don't Sign love him it. Up. You are desperate. You, you are might be desperate. desperate. You might be. People are dying on the NFL field this year, and yeah. everybody is on by. Tavon Austin is your man. I'm telling them to start Tennessee Titans. You're not even going to tell them to start the – Tavon Austin, who has seven touchdowns on the year? Come on. Tavon Austin is so spotty. That's the thing. He's so spotty. Historically. Yeah. I I grant this is a better year, but every other year, if we look historically, and I know that I threw that out of the water when it came to Andy Dalton and primetime, which perhaps shame on me, and we'll find out very soon. (laughs) Yeah, right. But Tavon Austin is the same guy. Historically, year in, year out, he's got like a 20-point game, and then he like zero goose eggs to three points for like the next six weeks and then he has another 20 point game and then it's yeah. crap after that so i mean it's he just, does it's, help that Gurley is there and he is it uh, does help that Gurley is there i do agree know, with you there because yeah, they haven't had a the field they haven't had a solid rushing attack in years either so that's yeah. made that difficult for the receivers so i do right. feel better about Tavon austin okay better not great Minnesota Vikings. Uh, first of all, this is a tough matchup for everyone, but you play your studs. I know it's the Rams. It's tough. Um, but you're starting AP. He hasn't had big numbers lately, but he is getting the touches. If you look at the top 15 running backs for last week, there's only two guys, guys, that are were drafted in week one and or in round one and most in round twos as well. C.J. Anderson, surprise, surprise, that's crazy talk that he was up on that list for the first time ever, and AP. So, you know, this is just the reality of it, you guys. Running backs are struggling this year. If your running back gets 10 points, be okay with it. He is still the sixth running back in fantasy, uh, fantasy points, so stop complaining. 
Um, Stefan Diggs is listed as questionable and hasn't practiced yet, but the coaches don't seem to be concerned. Um, he has been in double digits the last three weeks and saw 12 targets last week. He is the clear wide receiver one in Minnesota. Him and Bridgewater just are, like, loving on each other on the field. It's, like, magic. I love it. Um, this will be a yeah. tough game, so temper your expectations. Um, but you, you're going to start Diggs. You can't not start him with those targets. Um, and, well, Kyle Rudolph did not get a touchdown, and so he got you two points, like I told you he would. Oh. Bill. Bill. Kickers matter, people. <laughs> Kickers matter. Blair Walsh is only owned in less than 50% of leagues. He has been Dumb. in double digits in the last three weeks, you people. Pick him up and play him. Pick him up. Stop it. <laughs> Who do you own? Think about it. Who do you own? Is three points good enough for you? Is it? Stupid. Uh, they own Ryan Mallett, Courtney. They can't drop they own, him. They own Ryan Mallett. They can't drop yeah, him. It's true, Ashley. Yep, yep. They probably so still own, own Cordero Patterson, too. <laughs> they probably do own Yeah, they probably still own him, too. Uh, um, and the Vikings' defense has had eight fantasy points the last three weeks. Um, you can't ask for more consistency than that. Um, the Rams give up the eighth most fantasy points to defenses. So if you need to stream a defense, Minnesota is available. They're not a bad choice. Jacksonville. I'm going to. Oh. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I was going to say, though, because I'm by, I'm in a ton of leagues where someone picked up Rashad Perriman. And it just made me think of this podcast and what we were just laughing about. Oh, my God. It's like you have Cordero Perryman. Patterson, you have Rashad Perriman. You got a whole whole it's roster of potential up there. Roster, Absolutely. Yeah. And I will say, look at targets, matchups, and, and where they're getting targets. If it's in the end zone, pick them up. So what? They're Hello. only targeted twice a game. It's always in the end zone. The seven fantasy points. Just stop it and put it in your lineup. Anyways. I agree with you. Some people think the touchdowns are fluky. I think some people are just meant to be touchdown targets. James Jones Eric is Decker, touchdowns. James Jones. Like yeah. James Jones is a perfect example of that. He is a yeah. end zone target. Yes. He's not um, touchdown dependent because he doesn't have to depend on it because he always just gets it. It just is what it every is. Every game. Yep. Yeah. Yes. But he doesn't get the yards. So that makes no. it touchdown dependent. But. You don't have to be nervous. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, you don't have to touch that. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you don't, yeah, yeah. you don't have to freak out. Cause Not on my gets, Yeah, targeted in the end zone. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, two and five at the New York Jets, four and three. Jets D is tough and legit, guys. Um, Oof. Jets give well, up the, t- well, last week I know it was a little bit interesting, but. Blew it. <laughs> they did blow it. But overall, <laughs> overall, even with that week that factored was... in, they give the 10th fewest points to quarterbacks, the second fewest points to running backs, the 14th fewest to wide receivers, ninth fewest to tight ends, seventh fewest to kickers, and 12th fewest to defenses. Eee! With that said, you got the obvious starts. Those are Alan Hearns, if he plays, and Alan Robinson. You play them. You do it. Um, TJ Yeldon. The good news is that they said that he's going to start receiving goal line carries moving forward. Why he has not Love been, him. I don't know, but let's get him the ball on the goal line, please. Let's do that. So he, he's going to be, that, that factors into more points for you, right? Because that's the problem is he hasn't really been seeing the touchdowns that we wanted to see as much, at least on the goal lines. This, this is good news for you there. Julius Thomas, he practiced in full Wednesday with his hurt abdomen, but this is not a great matchup for him. And Julius Thomas is not one of those, t- those tight ends that 
like a Greg Olson or a Gronk where the matchup doesn't matter. It matters for Julius Thomas, in my opinion. You guys may disagree, but Julius Thomas well, is not. especially coming off of injuries and, and – Off an injury, off a rough yes. week, off a tough Jets D. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Don't it's like different it. different if he's, like, really put himself into this offense consistently and just – he hasn't had that ability, you know, that opportunity yet. So right. I will say, I think that Allen Robinson's going to be on Rivas Island, and Antonio Cromartie blew it last week. He is not the same guy. No. So I think Allen Hearns and possibly Julius Thomas will benefit from that. Darrell Reeves is still a baller. He is. He did. He did shut Cooper down last week. So Antonio Cromartie actually said he played like. Wah. I won't disagree with him. But no, me I, I do think out of the two there, <laughs> Alan Hearns will be the, the beneficiary, um, more so than Julius Thomas. I do think Julius Thomas will get something, but I just – I think there's better matchups out there for you. And I don't – I just – I hate Julius Thomas yeah. coming off an injury. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I agree. But place kickers, again, like Courtney said, kickers do matter. Jason Myers missed his third extra point of the season. So the ownership is looking at getting him out. They had Zach Cooker and Randy Bullock work out for Jacksonville, so keep this in mind. Make sure that your kicker is actually playing on a team. Pick up Blair Walsh. Pick up Not Blair that Walsh. difficult. <laughs> Do it. Waivers um, are over. Pick them up. But this will be an interesting game because the Jets are a little banged up as well from last week's game there. Uh, Courtney's like adamantly, you pick them up. <laughs> Now, Fitzy, I was very devastated that Fitzy got hurt because I was predicting a big game for him, and then he went down with his... Uh, we all did. His and so Gino had a big game. I was like, do you know how many points Fitzgerald could have had if he... Could have had a huge Gino. You, you, yes. I have I was, Gino in my two-quarterback league, and my other quarterback was on a bye, so I only had one quarterback in, and Gino blew up on my blew bench. Blew up. He blew up. I thought about just putting him in just in case, but now he's injured too, right? Now he's off. He, yep. He's dead too. So awesome. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he suffered an injury during uh, to his left hand during the first quarter. So that he went out. That's what we're talking about in terms of my rage face. Third play, you mean? But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Geno Smith has re- uh, replaced Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, now Ryan's, sorry, thumb will need surgery at some point because he did tear mm-hmm. a ligament in his thumb, which is not good. Um, Geno Smith, although he was playing quite recklessly. I would say, for a backup quarterback, knowing that you don't have another option to go in. Yes. There, there is different roles. When you are a backup quarterback, you need to also stay healthy. You know, like, this is, just, this is the stuff they were talking about with Geno Smith, that he just, he's not fully grasping some, some things in the NFL here. But I, I won't go on a tirade here. Anyway, he suffered an abdomen and a shoulder injury as well um, against, against the Raiders that week. So... But with that all said, Brian Fitzpatrick's thumb and Geno Smith's shoulder both took part in drills on Wednesday. So that is good news. Fitzpatrick was wearing a protective glove on his left hand. He, the, he, his throws look fine, and it hasn't really affected his throwing, which is good. But the problem is ball security, right, because that's the issue. And you could definitely see it when he did have to come in when Geno got hurt for a second because he went off just like, oh, man. So really the issue will be playing under center and then in terms of actually passing the ball off to a running back. But with that said, he is supposed to play this week. So Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy. Now, we've got a little bit of situation with our wide receivers, like Courtney had kind of alluded to earlier on. Eric Decker's knee said he's getting better, but his injured knee is still bothering him. Eric Decker has been expected to be limited in practice all week. He has already been limited. Even on Friday, he'll be a limited participant. Um, but barring any major issues, he's supposed to play. 
So, but I don't love the fact that he's hurt enough that they're not really the Jets having died. a play. They died. Brandon Marshall died. Yeah, it was like a bomb exploded right on their team, and just like everybody is questionable. Right. Yeah. Brandon so Marshall, same thing, ever. ankle and a toe. He allegedly, initially, they said that he may miss the game um, this week, even though he hasn't practiced a whole lot. And they did say that even if he doesn't practice, that doesn't mean he's going to be out. Um, and as of Wednesday, they said that they expect him to play. But I do think he's a game time decision. I do. Brandon Marshall tends to play through injuries. Um, I will say that about Brandon Marshall. So he probably will play, but you've, at this point, you've got a banged-up Eric Decker, a banged-up Brandon Marshall, and a quarterback who's got a torn ligament in his thumb. It's not a throwing arm, but again, we're looking at potential turnover central here. Uh, the good news, though, is that Chris Ivory's hamstring and Stephen Ridley's knee both were full participants in practice. So they're probably going to run, but then again, we're looking at the fact that it's a hard time for Fitzpatrick to even get the ball to Chris Ivory. So this game could be a nightmare. Could be a nightmare. No. Could be bad. Could be bad. Oakland Raiders four and three. The Pittsburgh Steelers four and four. I love Derek Carr. I say it every week. And I will say it again. He went twenty-three for thirty-six for three hundred and thirty-three yards and four touchdowns against the Jets. Like we said, the Jets was like they did explode and everybody died. But still, Derek Carr had a great game. <clears throat> Latavius Murray had twenty carries for 113 yards. We just gotta get that boy some little touchdowns. That would be nice. Um, not a great matchup to give the third fewest points to running backs, but, you know, he'll probably get you around 70 yards. So he's a good flex option, I would say. Cooper, you're playing him this week despite his low yardage game. It's a better matchup. He was in Revis Island. It was not great. Um, but the good news is that Crabtree, so whenever Cooper goes up against a shutdown corner, Crabtree has a monster game, and he had another great game last week. So, again, because Cooper was on Revis Island – Crabtree went off. And I'm intrigued by this because back when Crabtree was in San Francisco, he was the guy that the shutdown corner would be covering. And now it's Cooper. But Crabtree is too good to virtually be left alone with no extra attention. So I like him this week. I like him moving forward. He's a great wide receiver two option. And I do think at some point, because Crabtree's been doing so well, they're not going to be able to just have shutdown corners just on Cooper. I think they're going to have to you know, play more of one side of the field or spread it because Crabtree's too good to not have extra attention to. I agree. That Reese boy is good too. Right? Raiders. Raiders. Love me some Raiders. Uh, Raiders. Steelers, let's all have a moment of silence for Lady on Bell. Oh, <laughs> that's a brutal one. Sad news. Sad news for him and his owners, especially if you did not keep D'Angelo Williams on your bench. Well, the worst part, too, for me, was that they give you, like, false hope, right? So initially they're like, ooh, good news, guys. It's not the ACL. She'll be out for a couple weeks. And then it's like, boom. Or it's a really badly torn MCL he's out for the yeah. season. Just not kidding. what Antonio Gates had. Just Not kidding. what Ben Roethlisberger had. But it's really, really, really bad. Really oh, bad. okay. Cool. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bell was placed on IR, so after tearing his whole MCL, it was not torn. It was teared, shredded, not good. Insert D'Angelo Williams here. I checked right before we did that, right before we did our write-ups. This is Wednesday evening. D'Angelo Williams is only owned in 37% of leagues. 
Go pick him up. Go get him. Pick him up. Pay attention, people. Go get him. When he was the starter, he had 13 and 27 fantasy points. He is a machine. This offense works with their running backs. This is this is a good line you can get through. Please, go pick him up. Um, this should be a – I'm sorry. I think this is going to be a fantasy orgy on both sides of the ball. Get your paper towels. This is going to get messy. Both defenses are just okay. Yep. And there should be plenty of fantasy points to go around. I believe that Ben has gotten his feet wet. He's back. He's going to have a bounce-back week this week. Great. Um, I think, you know, he's going to give up – the Raiders give up 300-plus yards to quarterbacks. So I'm in love with him. Um, he threw a lot in the, in the first three games, so it's fine. Uh, you'll be fine. Antonio Brown was for sure happy that Big Ben was back. His targets went back up to double digits. You can start mm-hmm. him. Even Heath Miller saw the ball a lot. 13 targets. Holy bleep. You can start him, too. This is a perfect equation for Miller. It's Miller time, you guys. Bell is out. Ben is in. He's injured. He's going to rely on his tight end. I'm all about the Heath Miller. I'm all about it. All We're about in. it. I'm all about it. And I think Bryant will find the end zone again this week um, after not finding it last week. So I am starting him as well. I know he's not going to get his targets like he did with the backup quarterbacks, but he's a master. And like He's just a great athlete. Um, Ben's going to get better and, and feel more you know secure in that pocket. So I think Bryant will be back to what you want. And he's one of those guys we're talking about that's an end zone targeted guy. He is. Well, he has been. He's only been back for a few weeks, and he's yet to play with Ben for the one week, and Ben was injured. So I'm interested to see. But, like, last year he was targeted the end zone. Like oh, yeah. Constantly. He's a guy that yeah. they look at. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see the dynamic, but I think it'll, it'll get better this week. Um, I, think, I think Ben was like, Brown, my homeboy, you need, to, you need your points back. Let's get your point yeah. back. I think it was just like, you know, we need to prove a point here. Um, New York Giants, 4-4. Four and four, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 3-4. and four. Well, if you played Eli Manning, you probably think you were the smartest person in the world. Well, I said you should start him, didn't I, last week? Yeah. I did say you should start him. Were you him. expecting 40 points of fantasy? I was not well. expecting 350 <laughs> yards, six touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Uh, amazing. Uh, but that did happen. Tampa Bay gives up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So go ahead, guys. Put them in. Put him in. Put him in. What's the worst he can do? Six points? It's possible. At least he's not his brother. <laughs> um, OGB <sighs> is a must start. He had a crazy game last week with 130 yards and three touchdowns. He's always a must start. Stop. Stop it. Ruben Randall is not practicing and is having a hard time working around his injury. Dwayne Harris is coming in and making plays. He had 37 yards and two touchdowns last week. Um, with Tampa Bay giving up the fifth most yep. fantasy points to wide receivers, again, six teams on bye, pick him up. He's only owned in 9% of leagues, you guys, and mm. he is part of this offense. That's like, crazy low. Is. That's crazy Ruben, low. Ruben Randall Yeah, out. crazy low. So with Ruben Randall injured, it's just, come on. Uh, Larry Donnell is listed as questionable, and we know Coughlin hates to talk about injuries, so I would find a replacement for him this week if you're relying on him. Um, Rashad Jennings and Shane Vereen are the perfect flex. Um, hopefully you do not need them to be any more than that because God knows what they will produce each week. Uh, one week is really good. One week is really bad. It's not my favorite duo in the backfield. Um, 
And I like the Giants as a streaming defense this week. They still scored six fantasy points last week against the Saints that scored 52 points. So, hello. Wow. Such a crazy game. That's such a – they got six fantasy points off of 52. That blows my mind. Um, But they have eight interceptions in the last three weeks. Winston has not thrown for an interception in the last three weeks. But I see that changing this week. I think the Giants are going to get an interception. I think they're going to get pressure on him. I'm all about it. Insert insert Giants defense for streaming. Well, uh, the Giants have given up the fifth most points to opposing quarterbacks, but more specifically, seven touchdowns to Drew Brees. So you got to think they're going to give up two or three to Jameis Winston. One would hope. Or we got a, you know? or we got a problem, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, we got a problem. problem. Oddly enough, um, you know, Jameis Winston's never scored less than 12 fantasy points in a game. Um, And since his bye in week six, he scored 20 and 19 fantasy points. No interceptions. It's interesting. He could crumble at any time. He is a rookie, but this is a good matchup. It's also a good matchup for Mike Evans. Now, I told you that he would suck last week, and he sucked. You guys, don't listen to the bad narratives. Now, this week, he may be better. Why? Because Austin Safarian Jenkins supposedly really is actually, that's right, I'm using all those words together, going to play this right. week. Um, I listened to actually the, um, the fantasy podcast on ESPN and Stefania Bell, specifically to the Stefania <coughs> Bell, who did a great job on Tuesdays on that podcast talking about injuries. And uh, she kind of went out of her way to talk about Austin Safarian Jenkins coming back this week and how she really thinks that he's on pace. If they can have another person to throw to, it's much better for Mike Evans, you guys. Just much better. But it ends up the Giants secondary is just bad. Um, but he is matchup only, so trade him. I have told you, after a good game, you trade Mike Evans because he's going to drive you crazy all year. Up and yep. down, up and down, because he either has – Two baller games or four points or less. Not worth the headache. Not worth the headache. Uh, JPP is coming back to the Giants' defense. That doesn't scare me about playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dantia Dye caught one pass. That was his one target. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charles Sims kind of sort of fallen off a little bit. Uh, mm. He's kind of fallen off the earth since the bye. He was getting double digits before the bye, and now it's like four points. Um, Martin didn't have a big scoring week against Atlanta, but he did carry the ball 23 times for 71 yards. So you can't argue with that. He is getting the usage. Love it. We have the Atlanta Falcons 6-2 at the San Francisco 49ers 2-6. Oh, Let's start off with this. 49ers give up the third most fantasy points to running backs, the 11th most to quarterbacks, the fourth most wide receivers, and the 16th most to tight ends. So you are going to start Julio Jones, of course. He had 162 yards and a touchdown last week. That's a no-brainer, right? Let's move on. You can start Devontae Freeman. He has only had 13 fantasy points in the last two games. But let's say it again. It's unrealistic in 2015 to think your running back is going to get 30 fantasy points every week. So we're going to start him. Okay? Uh, And nobody has a better matchup. If you have a better running back with a better matchup than this game, Feel free to play them, but you don't. Yeah. So don't put your delusional. Yeah, you're delusional. You're going crazy. Do not start Antonio Andrews over Devontae Freeman. That was not where my point was earlier in the show. <laughs> Matt Ryan <laughs> had a good game last week, and I would play him again this week, especially if Leonard Hankerson is back. 
He's been a little he painful not to be. watch this year. He's, you know. Matt Ryan is very hot and cold. He's yeah. very hot and cold. Absolutely. Very. Yeah, it has not been pretty. Uh, but it's a good matchup. It's the week. So it, it might be the week again to play him. Um, as for Hankerson, he is still isn't practicing and has been out for two weeks. So if he does play, I think he would be fabulous for the rest of the offense. Is like more of a decoy. He's not my favorite play. But only you know how desperate you are. And as for uh, the tight end situation, how about that, Jacob? Tammy. Yeah. I picked him up that day. on your fantasy yes. team and watch your kids. Yes. Yes, 103 yes. yards and a touchdown last week. Um, if Hankerson is out, then Tammy might be your guy, you guys. Uh, that may say this again, only you know how desperate you are, but he averages around uh, three fantasy points. So it, it, he had a huge game last week, but he may not this week, but he may also. You just don't know. Jacob Tanny's just like wherever. If you're really desperate and there's nobody, that's your guy. Um, also, you can stream Atlanta's defense with Gabbard in. It's a thing. I do uh, think they've been trending more towards Tammy in the last few games, though. They're trending. They have. In they've direction. been targeting him. It's whether he can get the catches and whether he yeah. gets more than three yards. That's the issue, right? That's kind of yeah. where we're lying with Tammy. Um, but they are. They do target him. They totally do. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's Matt Ryan's problem. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. So I'm. I'm. I'm going to play Atlanta's defense this week as well. 49ers. So I do FanDuel videos for NBC, and uh, I went out on a limb, and I was like, you know, I'm considering playing Tevin Coleman because he's so cheap, and I think that that might be a blowout, and he might get some second-half usage since they've been using Devontae Freeman so much. Do you think that's a possibility, or am I totally crazy? He hasn't been seen a lot. Um, No, but they've been in close games. I'm interested to see, again, with, like, Huge switch-ups on offenses is sometimes just as bad, Matt Castle, or it really does change the dynamic. Losing Vernon Davis, having a new quarterback, I think it's a hot mess. Um, But you're right, maybe Tevin Coleman is a sneaky play. Sneaky play in deep leagues. I agree, Brandon. That is a possibility. It's only a blowout situation of insanity. He's not overtaking Devontae Freeman, but I no, like, no, 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 oh, right, no. right, right. And in deep leagues, you most likely don't have I don't have both of them in really deep leagues because no. you drafted Tevin Coleman and you're keeping on to him in hopes that Freeman goes down. But there is so, a good chance that Devontae Freeman goes off for like a, a bit. He breaks off for a big run and gets stopped at like the ten yard line, and they put Tevin Coleman in for the change of pace. To give Devontae Freeman catch his breath, and then he could he's good enough to score a touchdown off that. Well, they Maybe, haven't done that. I doubt much. it. Yeah, they don't yeah. do that. They haven't done they it much, really but I'm just saying. Atlanta. But I'm just saying because it's a possibility. He's 21 or more touches in every game that he yeah. started, and my point is, I just think they need to save him for the season. So if they get up big, yeah, what they're gonna do? They might Ashley is they're gonna throw it Miller. to Jacob Tammy. So they might. They I think t- yeah, Tam- <laughs> Tammy's got. We need shot for a good game. Okay. I'm just saying, I think Tevin Coleman will come and change the pace, and the Niners are terrible enough that he, he could do something with it. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but speaking of the 49ers, stop. Stop it. Stop. Stop. The Blaine. Only Blaine. Blaine. 
funny <laughs> thing about this is Atlanta's tweet. So one of the beat writers from San Francisco wrote a tweet that was like, actually, they had decided they wanted to go with Blaine Gabbert over Colin Kaepernick last week, but they wanted to wait for the um, weak Atlanta defense so that Blaine Gabbert could have a better matchup. And the actual official Atlanta Twitter account quoted it and said, oh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and Challenge importantly, the Atlanta Falcons are like, oh, no. So there's a possibility they don't take the <coughs> pedal off the, or their, their foot off the gas. They may just want to destroy them. They were not happy with that. They felt very disrespected. Um, Blaine Gabbard, no. Uh, questionable hurt Anquan Bolden, no. Who is Tori Smith? More importantly, Kendall Gaskins, that is supposedly going to be the running back moving forward. I don't know. Um, Carlos Hyde is immensely talented, and he couldn't get anything done. So um, I know very little about Kendall Gaskins, and so do, nor does anyone else. Also, Pierre Thomas, the guy who first broke my heart in fantasy football when Aww. I first started playing, uh, is now a 49er. Meh. So there you go. No one. Yeah. Not surprising. There you go. Denver Broncos 7 and 0 with Indianapolis Colts 3 and 5. Dick Cowboy or, or excuse me, the Broncos, the other ones. <laughs> uh, the big news coming out of Denver is the trade made for Vernon Davis. Woo! Yes. This is a, this is a moment they're going to bring back tight ends to to Denver and they're going to bring back Vernon Davis's career. Um it's not probably going to happen this week, guys. So the moment that like, trade, oh, I got so excited, happened. Put him in. Don't the, do it. The moment that trade was made, that I was like, "Wow, they are definitely acquiescing to Peyton Manning right now." At the moment, like, what a difference watching that game last because like they are running, they are running more of a Peyton offense. They did still run, but Peyton lightened day, Peyton. You know, it was just like it was. It was a very interesting. It was a very interesting play calls. I I will get into that as well. Um, I don't I don't know who's making the calls, but it's not it's not the same offensive scheme that I've seen the first you know seven weeks of their play. But um, you know, as for Davis, anything is better than Owen Daniels. So eventually, <laughs> you know, it will be good. Although I did hear Vernon Davis has had a hard time picking up the 49ers offense this year. Um, and Denver's deep offense, seeing how it changes between coach and quarterback, uh, might be difficult for him to pick up as well. So, um, but he's a freak and he's a monster and he's a body and he can catch. So something we don't have. And so. he can block. Jamil Hill put out a tweet of yeah. like this guy doing the happy dance, and it was like exclusive footage of Vernon Davis hearing that he's been traded to the Denver. <laughs> well, it gives him a chance so to terrible. win, which he didn't have with the Niners. And he can block, which is what our line needs, especially because we've had some offensive linemen go down. So we needed a blocker badly. Night they have day. a picture of like him, like Vernon Davis, like this like huge happy grin on his face, like catching a ball on the ground, and it says, "When you found out, you've been traded from a two and six team to a seven and zero team with a text message." And it's like his face just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did they send him a text message to tell him? He was oh, I don't know. It was just a meme. I was like, you know, I would meme hope or not. whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, and I'm sure he's bummed about it because he's a 49er. He's been a 49er for a decade, and he that's yeah. what he is, you know. Uh, I'm sure he's excited to be on a winning team with a quarterback. But, you know, regardless, you guys, don't – I'm not suggesting to play him this week. He hasn't playing a lot in practice with Peyton and taking extra time with Peyton, but 
it's going to take him a moment to get adjusted to the offense. So yeah. I, I would say hold on. Um, pick him up. Pick him up, you know, because he's available. Um, but just hold off. Um, but anyways, last week was not a complete disaster for the Broncos that I was afraid of it was going to be. I said you could start Hellman, and he did very well. Good. I'm very excited. He was, he was very good. He did leave with an injury, but he still got so many points. He came back. We're fine. Um, he's fine for this week. Again, you can play him. Um, CJ Anderson had a game too. Crazy. Um, that I'm not sure if it's going to happen again. So I, 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 Hillman is still the main dude. So yeah. excited about Anderson, but let's wait. But it made the Juwan um, Thompson situation <laughs> a bit more murky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not happening. No, no, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Um, I was worried about both wide receivers and Sanders did not disappoint. He got you two fantasy points. I'm so sorry. That stinks. But Demarius Thomas rose from the dead. And uh, that was exciting. It was a Demarius Thomas show. Um, uh, he didn't even get a touchdown, but he did get eight receptions for 168 yards. So um, that's good. Um, and to be honest, I don't know who is running this offense, as we were speaking about earlier. Uh, so these fantasy points kind of concern me with the Denver Broncos. I don't know how it's going to be distributed. Uh, Peyton Manning's still not throwing well. I mean, he still didn't get fantasy points last week. So it's not like... You know. I thought he looked good. They just they had a lot of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, because he needs them. I mean, he just doesn't. He just didn't look fabulous. It's not. I don't know how it's going to be distributed. So, it, for for running backs, I actually feel more confident in them now than I did before, uh, which is really sad to say. The whole That's offense. So funny. I feel a little Bill Belichick, game. where it's kind of like running backs are good one week, wide receivers are good the next week. You know, it's kind of like Trolling. all it is. It's very, it's all over the board. It's hard to predict. Um, but I'm going to go with the running backs being the steady horse again this week. Next week it might be different, but this week is what I'm doing. I feel like this last week was a compromise of, of the definite trying out, like, like you were saying, half Peyton Manning offense, half Kubiak offense. Because the Kubiak side is, is the running, right? It's, is, is the time clock management with the run. But so I feel like that was kind of compromises that Peyton got to do his passing plays, and then they did the run on the in the end zone, which I think is probably going to stick with. So I think you're right, fantasy point wise. I don't know if Peyton Manning is like a top option right now, but I felt like he at least looked good, where you could you know consistently think Demarius Thomas is going to score you some points now. Oh yeah, I didn't say that. Peyton Manning is not a fantasy option. Right yeah, now. yeah. So he's not, you guys. He just clearly is not. So, um, yeah, that's a thing. Don't do that. <laughs> but let's go on to Andrew Luck because, you know, he's the thing. He is the thing. He's a he's thing of one half. That's what he is. Um, Indianapolis Colts offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton was fired on Tuesday. Um, so with that move, the Colts now associate head coach Rob, I can never say his name, Chudinski. Chudinski. Yeah. Uh, he's taking over as the offensive coordinator duties. I don't love this. I've never been a huge fan of the rub. Um, I, don't. I agree. People love him, though. I don't. I don't. I don't you know, I, I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. If, well, we all know my Kyle Shanahan feeling. Right. So I don't know if I was really good when you talked about actually is a good thing. And what's interesting is that Chuck Pagano had made some tweets saying, like, we were all on the same page about getting rid of Hamilton. And I almost feel like Pagano was shifting some blame on Hamilton, like, to deflect from him. It was a decoy, you know? Like, I feel like he kind of, like, fell on the sword, and I don't, I don't know about Rob. 
With that said, Andrew Luck, as I said, is a tale of two halves, which doesn't matter to you as points or points, but boy, does he make it hard for you to watch if you are a oh, fantasy owner. Um, Andrew Luck had a career low for passing yardage in the first half. It was painful against the Panthers. But he bounced back to end up with 231 passing yards, two touchdowns, and 35 rushing yards um, in a very stressful overtime loss. I had the Panthers, so I was, like, rooting for the overtime because I needed two more sacks to win, and it didn't happen. I was so angry. I was like, come on, you sacked him so much the first quarter, first half. Come on. So you lost me the game, Luck. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, but let's look at Luck for the season. He's thrown 12 interceptions and fumbled the ball three times, one that was actually lost in the six games that he has actually played this season. Luck did go on to say, it's my problem and it's hurting the team. I've got to fix it or else it's tough to win. I know that. Yeah. So disappointed in myself. Now, it's granted, almost like he's dating a Kardashian. <laughs> almost. Now, granted, the weather last week did not help the situation out. Both him and Cam, like, clearly having a hard time throwing the ball. Receivers are having a hard time catching. It was it was a painful first half there. For, but Cam, like, yeah, Cam but still Cam looked better. Yeah, Cam still looked better than Luck. But, <laughs> but then Luck came back. Now, reports have surfaced as late that Luck has been playing with fractured ribs, which is his own fun little controversy as to why it was not reported. Was it reported? Was it reported properly? I mean, it's... Because we all said something else is up with luck. We're like, what's going on? And this makes much more sense. So they don't really seem to be forthright with us on this. So we don't really have an explanation for you. Now, the usual dependable T.Y. Hilton. When luck is playing, he's dependable. He only had one reception for 15 yards against the Panthers. Um, he was... Tar- Norman! He, so he was targeted seven times, which is good. But the bad news is he suffered a foot sprain recently. So he's day-to-day, and he did not practice Wednesday. Now, this was the case where, we, as we said, that they put Josh Norman on him. And Josh Norman did shift sides this week. Did you notice that, Brandon? He didn't just stick to yeah, one side yeah. of the field. They, they put him on T.Y. and 15 yards. Woof. Go Josh Norman. Looking good. He is so good. So good. But if T.Y. Hilton is out, this may open up the option a bit for some of the other targets as of late for Luck, which would be Andre Johnson. He had four receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He was targeted eight times. I have no good reason to feel good or anything better about him, but I do. I feel like the tide has changed a bit. I feel like him and Luck are actually connecting a bit more now. Like Luck is actually looking for him, especially in that that second and third looks. What do you guys think on that? Good. Burn slamming the comments. I don't know. I feel, I feel a little better I about agree. him. Yeah. And yeah. then Kobe Flynn. This is another guy we're talking about in terms of end zone. So yeah. he's a guy that Luck looks for in the end zone. He likes his big body tight ends when it comes to the end zone. And Kobe Fleener is always the one that he's going to err on the side of versus Dwayne Allen. Um, when I want to score, I want my big bodies too. <laughs> Well, he's supposedly he's the Touché. tight end whisperer. Yeah, so I <laughs> so many double entendres. Right, <laughs> tight end whisperer. <laughs> we'll see if he can work his magic with a tight end, but um, with those big bodies, big right? Bodies. Big bodies of theirs. But you know, he had a cleaner had a touchdown. Um, not great yards, only forty three yards off seven. Uh, sorry, off seven catches. But you know what? I think he's the kind of guy that you look for when you need that high potential. He's that guy because he does get targeted in the end zone. Uh, and Frank Gore ran 22 times for 70 yards, which, again, if you if, if someone threw a touchdown his way, can, like, somebody let the guy run in in the goal line, please, especially with a turnover-happy Andrew Luck? Why are we not giving the ball to Frank Gore to run in the touchdown? I just I don't understand it. 
But if they give that to him, he'd be very satisfied with Frank Gore. Boom. Sunday night game, guys. Philadelphia Eagles 3-4. and four. The Dallas Cowboys 2-5. and five. You know, we all have that team that we hate to cover. Ashley has the Washington Redskins, although she like kind of loves them, too. Yeah. Brandon has the Cleveland Browns and Manziel and all that crap. Um, I have the Philadelphia Eagles and Chip Kelly, and I hate this team. Like, I hate <laughs> everything about this team. If I owned any of them, I would, like, want to rip all my hair out. But I don't, thank God, but I still have to talk about them. It's a hot Chip mess. Chip Kelly's a genius. You just don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand, and right. I does this team, clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the team needs to understand. That's where the problem is. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no one does. That's a thing. Yeah. That's a yeah. thing. Uh, Dallas gives up the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So the highly drafted, most disappointing person, in my opinion, of 2015 is Jordan Matthews. So sorry. Yeah. You yeah. play for Chip Kelly. It's a thing. <coughs> um, he will most likely do nothing again this week. So expect more disappointment. Nelson Aguilar should return this week. Uh, but he, everyone's really pumped about him, guys. But he was awful when he played. Yeah, he was not agree, good. Yeah. What, you know, which, where's so like this hype coming from? It's, it makes no sense. It's because he's healthy, somewhat. He's practicing. Same so place as Doriel Green Beckham's production. Somewhere. Doriel Green Beckham is far beyond Nelson Aguilar's production, and that's not saying <laughs> anything because right. Doriel Green Beckham is awful as well. But you're still starting in this week, you guys. You're still starting. Sam Bradford is one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks in the league. He can be good, and he can be really, really bad. Um, that flo- that floor is so low. You just can't do it. He has thrown more interceptions than, than touchdowns this year. Also, the Cowboys give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. It's scary, you guys. It's scary. Zach Ertz sees the targets, but he doesn't do anything with them. How frustrating. Nope. And he has yet to find the end zone. Yet. To find the end zone. Unlike Kyle Rudolph, no who is touchdown dependent, this guy is not even that. He is nothing. You can't depend on him for anything. anything. It's true. Anything except to drop the balls or not catch them, you know, whatever. He's awful. So they give up the 12th fewest fantasy points to tight ends. We're not reaching for Ertz this week either. The best matchup is for running backs. Ryan Matthews is listed as questionable with a groin injury that he got in week seven. And he goes, good game, bad game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. And last week was his bye, and the week before that he had a good game. So this week, I just don't know. Was this bad week last week when he hurt his groin, or is this going to be his bad week? It's really, it's just up in the air. I can't, I can't tell you yeah. either way. If you're desperate, play him if he plays, but, you know. But I guess you're starting DeMarco Murray. It's the only thing that's the most consistent thing in, in Philadelphia, which is the scariest hey. thing in the whole entire world. Um seeing how he only had seven fantasy points last time he played. Uh, um, but that's it, you guys. You're playing Murray. Um, yeah. I'm done. The Dallas Cowboys straight up released Joseph Randall. He has cleared Dog. waivers. No one took him. They caught him over the phone. Um, they were supposedly so concerned about him. Couldn't even go to his house. He lives blocks from the facility. Wow. He's only 23 years old. It's kind of sad, sad, actually. He has some personal problems. He might be in a domestic violence situation. It's nuts. I, I don't know what's going on. Now, the Cowboys haven't lost six straight games since Troy Aikman's rookie season in 1989, but it might happen, guys. Eek! 
Why? Well, hmm, where do we begin? In good news, <laughs> Romo is throwing the ball. So that's Yay. lovely, but he can't actually come back until week 11. He's not eligible to return. So the good news is that he's coming back. Bad news is not soon Boss. enough. Des Bryant is back, and the whole Ricardo Lockett, him saying things about his injury was complete garbage. Everyone in Seattle and um, Dallas has said that was not what happened. He said something to a ref that someone put in a vine, and it wasn't even the right timing. Russell Wilson's come forward. Like, everyone's come forward and said, no, 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 Des did not do that. So I do love that both teams have come to support him and be like, that's not how it went down. Well, and as we know, people can edit things or do whatever and put you in whatever light they want to on the internet. And so, yep. you know, good for him for step, stepping up and saying that's, that's not how it went down. So, um, but he didn't do well, but we knew he'd be on a pitch count, all this other stuff. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, they keep using McFadden. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can ride that until the wheels come off, but those wheels are going to come off, you guys. Up. He had 31 touches in week seven and 26 touches in week eight. This guy is so injury prone. All I do is hold my breath when I'm watching. I'm just like, don't. No. Uh, uh, uh. Um, What's going to happen is he's going to, he's probably going to be good until week 11 when Romo, Romo comes back and they'll just throw the whole offense again. It'll be like Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger, right. two ships two passing ships, in the night. Thanks, thanks for playing. See you later. It didn't happen. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. With that many touches? Mm. Yeah. The only running back to score a touchdown on Philadelphia was Mike Tolbert, and he won. He did it twice. Why? Because they were defending against Cam Newton. Cam Newton and Matt Castle have zero things in common, <laughs> other than they play quarterback. <laughs> oh, that's Barely. so true. Barely. Oh, man. Too funny. Literally, there's nothing else. That's it. It's just their title. So, um, yeah, and surprise, Dallas defense actually has the third fewest fantasy points in the league. They're not good in fantasy. They don't allow a lot of points or yardage. Um, But, yeah, they're not a good fantasy team. They're tough to play against, but they themselves do not get the sacks and the interceptions, the fantasy points that we need. No touch. They just hold the team. It's very yeah. interesting, but yeah. I thought I'd just point that out. Very nice. Monday night game, Chicago Bears, 2-5, and five, San Diego Chargers. Since coming back from injury, Cutler has scored 17 to 19 fan fantasy points every week. Uh, San Diego's defense is a huge liability. Look at how many points their offense scores that they still can't win a game. It's amazing. Really it's sad. Insane. 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 So if you need points... You got, if you have Carson Palmer on by, go to Jay Cutler. That's right. San Diego, Monday night. Feel good about it. Plus, um, play Jeremy Langford. He is the backup to Matt Forte. Uh, San Diego gives up the absolute most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Um, And then trade or drop him. Why? Because their schedule moving forward is at St. Louis, then Denver, then at Green Bay. So you won't want to play him again until week 13. And that's probably when Matt Forte will come back. And, yes, Matt Forte is out. He will not need surgery on his MCL injury. He is coming back, but we don't know exactly when. Uh, he will be out for a couple weeks. We only have vague information about Eddie Royal's injury. He also has yeah. a knee thing, but we don't even know if it's MCL or – I'm a little weird out that vague. it's vague. Like, why yeah. is it so vague? Yeah. Because you're not going to play him. I know, but it's, just, <laughs> but it's just bizarre that it's mm-hmm. been so vague when it came to Eddie Royal. Yeah, yeah, you 
can I, I would just probably nothing can be nothing is pulling up on an x-ray is why they're having a hard time diagnosing exactly where the injury is but it's sore he's probably having a hard time cutting and it therefore Maybe swollen yes yeah, swollen therefore they're just you know it's like when you break your nose you can't go into the doctor's office right away because the swelling is hiding anything that's actually going on in there you have to wait for the swelling to go down to see what actually is happening so maybe that's the deal. Maybe there's just no actual evidence of any tearing that they can yeah. see at this moment. I don't yeah, know. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I see blood and I start to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, don't roll with him. You should be rolling with Alshon Jeffrey, though. Total baller. Um, Martellus Bennett, I'm going to put this out there, too. He has not been doing all that no. great. It's kind of been a weird year. But I think with Matt Forte out, those numbers are going to go up. I think we're back to Cutler, Martellus Bennett time. It's time. Time for that magic. San Diego Chargers. Phillip Rivers is the man. By the end of the game, <sighs> he had no one to throw to. I mean, literally nobody to no throw one. to. And yet he got over 300 yards and three touchdowns. You were starting him again this week. I don't care if he's throwing to himself. It's bananas. You have to start him. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Antonio Gates is practicing, so you can start him again this week, especially since Ladarius Green was injured. Yeah. He's listed as questionable. Um, both will get even more targets since the sad season-long injury happened to Keenan Allen. Sad day. Mm. Some freak injury to his kidneys. Um, you know, I had a buddy in high school who was a really good athlete, and he played football and baseball. And he actually was a skier as well, and he hurt and ruptured one of his kidneys, and he was not allowed to play football ever again. Um, I don't know what's going on with him, with with Alan, if he's actually going to have to get one of his kidneys removed or not. Um, I don't know if they've decided on the surgery yet. Um, he can't play with but one you kidney. But can't, you can't live without a kidney. So you have to have a kidney. So if he only has one left, it's going to be very dangerous for him to play in NFL. Um, oh, my gosh. My buddy was still able to play baseball, and he still does play baseball, but he had to wear, he has to wear a huge brace around his chest. Like, it's basically like a bulletproof vest. So if a ball or a bat hits him, there's no chance of that rupturing. I don't know how you can do that in the Chant NFL, running ball. around. Uh, again, I don't know how extent the injury to his kidney is, Hopefully he does not have to get it removed, um, and he is fine to go. But it is a sad, sad day, so our thoughts thoughts are definitely with Keenan Allen. Um, Both Stevie Johnson and Malcolm Floyd are great plays against a weak Chicago secondary. I will say this. Johnson is only owned in 55% of leagues and Floyd in 40%. I'm sure that's much higher than it was last week. But still, go out and get them, you guys. Put them in. This is a dynamic offense. This offense scores points. They might not win games, but they score points. So pick them up and play them. And uh, let me say about the running game, if the Chargers want to win an, a game, then you need to use Danny Woodhead and not just in the last four plays of the game. Thanks. This is crazy. When you see he has points, those are the two victories that the San Diego Chargers have. Yeah. So give me a break. Melvin Gordon is doing nothing for you. But until San Diego is confident with Woodhead because the defenses can't protect him, you can't start Woodhead this week 
I, I, I just, I don't know. It just is too much. It's too much. It's a bad matchup for running backs in general, and just poor Danny Woodham. I agree. He's legit. He's legit. I'm seeing that he didn't have to have, so I just looked it up because you just made me, like, want to die. Um, but uh, he underwent a non-surgical procedure. It's a lacerated kidney, so it doesn't look like he's going to lose his kidney. Fabulous. That's really good. Really good. But they, This just came out today. But they're not going to mess around with that. Like, I mean, he's for sure out of the season. There's no hope of him coming back. No, and because they're also not, they're out of playoff contention. Yeah, they're there's six. no hope of him coming back. So. No, and that's... No, no he's no, on IR. We're fine with... Like, that stinks for Keenan Allen owners. I feel you. But yeah, for Keenan Allen, I mean, we, we want him back next year. He's young. And he deserves to play in the yeah, NFL. He's yeah. a fabulous, fabulous player. So, um, so that makes that's good news. Sorry for freaking everybody out. Back it up. Back it up. No, but it's a good reminder that that is serious stuff. This Absolutely, serious stuff. you guys. And everybody's getting injured. And this week, week nine, everybody's on bye as well. Arizona Cardinals, Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, and Seattle Seahawks. Get them out of your lineup. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I'm really, really sorry. Um, but make sure to listen to us on <laughs> Block Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can leave us a nice, friendly five-star rating if you'd like. Also, check us out on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network or Fantasy Sports Radio, excuse me, Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. If you have any questions, you can call in, ask us all the good stuff. We'll give you our best response. You have all three of our opinions like you always do. Um, and make sure to subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com so you can play our fun FanDuel game, Diced, where we have four ingredients that you have to put in your lineup and you win a fun prize from us. Uh, also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB on, and on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, no more faking it. <laughs>